Well, it's good to be here this evening. It's good to see everyone here, and this is my first time here. My name is Rudy DeLeon, and just first off, I would like to uh, give thanks to Adam Morris and Pastor Forrest. So just a quick round of applause for them. And without, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, me and my family, we've known Adam for a long, long time. And just a few weeks back, or maybe a month ago, uh, we met up with him, his, him and his family, and... You know, that's how, why I'm here, so just getting into the word. Um, today I'm going to be talking about running. Running. Um, so who here is familiar with running? Just show of hands, you know, whether it's sports, whether, you know, you're doing it for personal fitness, if it's a game, you're playing tag, you know, uh, as you're a kid. But, you know, as the Lord put this word on my heart, uh, he had me meditate on, you know, the truths you know, that come with, you know, the scripture he gave me, and, um, you know, running comes with reason, and for many, you know, for many, uh, you know, running's not fun. <laughs> I think all of us can agree, yeah, amen, <laughs> but the reason why people run for, you know, sports, whether you're doing track, whether you're just trying to feel good or be healthy, you know, there's always a positive effect that comes with that, and that usually that positive positive effect outweighs the negative, which is your lungs feeling like you're collapsing. You know, you run two minutes, <sighs> you know. So, you know, as I was thinking about this, and I was as I was researching, you know, with the scripture, um, you know, before any athletic event, there is always going to be some sort of dieting or some sort of, you know, training that comes with this. And, you know, whenever these athletes or whether you're running, whatever you're doing, you know, what's consumed in your body is just as important as the training itself. So really, so for example, say that there's an athlete about to run this huge marathon or some track meet sprint. And they're right before the race, they're, oh, I'm going to go ahead, eat a few donuts, eat a whole box of pizza, and drink four, two liters of soda right before I run. You know, how do you think they're going to do? Not very good. The energy that they have is not going to be up to par with someone eating what's right. Um, they're going to still feel hungry, and whenever they're filled, they're going to feel sick compared to someone who's going to eat, you know, something a little bit more healthy, say like a lean protein or lean meat with vegetables and fruits. And so it just made me think about how does our spiritual fitness reflect our run? Are we trying to run fueled off the wrong food? Or are we, uh, are we eating the right foods but running wrong? So before I really get into this word, I'm just going to start off in some prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I pray that whatever this word, the word that you gave to my heart, I pray that it would all be you speaking and not one word from me, God. That it would be your power speaking through every single person in this room, God, and that your Holy Spirit would come down and that you would fill me with the boldness and the confidence to speak, Lord Father. And I pray that whoever this message is for, that they would hear it clearly, whether it's one person understanding it and no one else knowing what I'm saying, that's all worth it, God. 
So I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the scripture I'm going to be looking into today is 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 24 through 27. If you want to flip there, I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation. I'll give you a second if anyone's following along. And then we have it up there. Yep. All right. So it says right here, uh, starting at verse 24, it says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. 25. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So, run, so I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And as I read this, I noticed, you know, there's four things that Paul, uh, the author of 1 Corinthians, is speaking to the Corinthian church. He's saying, well, first, we're running to win. Who, who wants to run a race and not win? What's the point in even doing that? He's saying, we're training for an eternal prize. And he says in verse uh, 26, uh, I run with every purpose and every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. So he's saying right here, we're not just going through the motions. We're training for a win. Right. We're training to win. So being intentional. Uh, and then last thing I saw that Paul was really saying was disciplining your body, to, uh, discipline your, our body to do what it should. And as Christians, our body should be glorifying God. We should be stepping in faith. We should be running towards the prize, which is heaven, the crown of life that we, that we get up, up in heaven. So uh, the first point that I really want to point out here is before any athletic event and, well, first I should put some context. Right here, Paul is speaking to the Corinthians uh, and trying to relate to them in relating their faith uh, to the Olympics because in this time period, the Olympics um, in Corinth was becoming popular. That was something that, you know, was becoming more revel uh, relevant. And so people could understand what Paul's trying to convey here. So I'm going to, you know, stay on the same track, you know. So a runner, uh, when they're in training, what's the first thing before they go do, uh, before they run? They eat. Eating is so important. Preparation before anything you do in life is just so important. If you don't prepare right, what makes you uh, think you're going to do what you're going to do right? So there's two types of eating. The first uh, of the two that I'm going to talk about before I really get to the point is um, there's unhealthy foods. What are we eating spiritually? Is it unhealthy food or healthy food? Uh, unhealthy foods, you know, things that aren't good for you, things that bring you down. You know, of course, sin. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. You know, and things that aren't aligned to God. You know, there are things that don't satisfy you. Uh, you know, and of course, it's bad fruit. Who likes to eat bad fruit? <laughs> no one. And just an example, you know, the root of these things is pride, selfishness, sin, you know, lust, jealousy, anything of Satan in the kingdom of hell. That's what it is. That's what it is. And so when I say, you know, you're eating unspiritual. Uh, you know, unhealthy spiritually, you know, what things that you uh, let yourself consume, what things trigger those things in you? So what things do you consume that uh, trigger pride? What things uh, trigger uh, jealousy? 
or lust? Is it pornography? Is it getting on social media and seeing something you probably shouldn't? Is it seeing someone with brand new clothes, brand new shoes? Oh, I wish I had that. That's what it is. And moving on to the healthy food. What is the healthy food? It's God himself. He is our bread. He is our water. He shed his blood for us. So we drink the wine in remembrance of him. So I'm just here, you know, if you take one more, just one thing from this, consume God. And, you know, God, he is satisfying. And for the people that don't really know me in my personal life, um, I work at Hy-Vee <laughs> in Liberty, and one of the things that's a part of the job is, well, me as a, an online shopper, they have an online shopping whatever. I shop for people and give them their grocery. Well, yeah, whatever. But um, one thing that happens is while I'm shopping the aisles, someone's gonna, someone comes up to me like, oh, do you have this, you know, such and such? And, you know, me, I... I'm not a stalker. I, I don't know. Do we have more soap there? I don't have me. But, um, you know, it just made me think, you know, the things of this world, the people, the things that we eat, it will never, ever satisfy us. The world runs out of stock of these things so much. You know, people try and live off these things. You're not going to live on them because it doesn't last. God and the things that he feeds us, he never runs out of stock. We eat the same thing, but he serves the same purpose that we need. He, he already knows what we're going to ask before we ask it. How good of a God do we have? Very good one. And so um, ways that we can eat healthy spiritually is the word, I believe. Of course, it's the word of God. God reveals himself in the word. Um, prayer and worship. And oh, I should have prepped my scripture on my phone before I got up here. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right. All right. And, you know, before I move on into explaining the other points, you know, consuming God is completely biblical. You see, in Jeremiah 15, 16, it says, When I discovered your words, I devoured them. There are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your, bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. And even in um, Ezekiel 3, 1 through 3, it says, The voice said to me, Son of man, eat what I'm giving you. Eat this scroll, then go and give its message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. Fill your stomach with this, he said, and I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. So... Consuming God is completely biblical. It's completely spiritual, and it's something we should always be doing. We should always be consuming God in every moment that we can. And, you know, this, it's important to know the timing of when you are consuming God because when, we, when an athlete trains, they're not training on an empty stomach. They aren't. So before we go out and do the things a Christian should do, we should eat first. We should prepare spiritually by what we're consuming because what we consume translates to how, you know, how we act. And so that brings me to my second point. So after we eat, what's next? That's the training in running. And what I want to bring up is two uh, types of running, and that's sprinting. We all know sprinting is short distance. It's fast. There's not much uh, great breathing. 
it's inconsistent, you know, you don't see someone sprinting a marathon. That, that just doesn't happen. Um, and there's not much endurance in it. You know, I've seen, me, I'm a soccer player. I've seen, you know, guys who are way bigger than me who are, ugh, leave a trail of dust right behind you as they run past you. So, um, and then I want to talk about pace running. You know, longer distance, it's slower, race Paul's referring to. Well, looking at the scripture, it says we're to win a prize. We are to win the crown of life. That's heaven. So this is a lifelong thing. You think we're going to get there in a sprint? I guess we're going to live one year and then die from just living our life all in that one year. So this, you know, us Christians, we're living to run a race that is paced, that is slower, that is patient. It's more consistent. It's not just sprinting, stop, sprinting, stop, sprinting, stop. When you're sprinting, you're just going to get so tired and you're not going to make it. So us as Christians, we are running the long race. <laughs> and um, again, my scripture on my phone, phone keeps turning off. But um, In James 1, 3 through 4, it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So we're building endurance throughout this whole life, and when we're complete, we're at heaven. When our endurance is complete, we're in heaven. So God isn't done with you until you're, you're dead. <laughs> so don't ever think that, oh, I'm complete. There's nothing else for me to do. Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. God can reveal so much more in the heart than you really think. So as Christians, we are to consume God, and we're doing the long run. We're doing the run that is paced, that is slower, that is more consistent. And that brings me to a third point, which is the outcome. What is the correct outcome for what we consume and training as Paul says. And the short answer is endurance. But I really want to talk about right here, uh, you know, the outcomes of the different kinds of runners or it's known the physique of a runner. And so just pretty much how the body looks of the runner. So a distance runner, or in this case, us, you know, they don't look very strong. Um, a distance runner, they're mainly skinny. People will be like, oh, it's skin and bones. That's why I can run so long. <laughs> but they're also not very, you know, explosive. They're not, like, real bouncy like a sprinter is. They're not super muscular, toned. You don't see that in a, a long-distance runner. You don't see a, well, <laughs> you don't see a bodybuilder, a huge, massive man, run a marathon. That's just, it, it doesn't work. Um, but the difference with a distance runner is inside the lung capacity, the endurance that the distance runner has, is so much greater than what the sprinter could ever, ever do. The inside is healthier, it's so much healthier. And so on with the sprinter, it's a short distance, 
They look strong, powerful on the outside. They're completely toned up. People look at them and they're like, oh, I wish I had that body. That's like the beach summer body that, you know, some people try and strive for. But they may look strong and powerful on the outside, but on the inside, they're weak. They're weak. And, you know, as I was researching, um, you know, with running and all these things, I found out that Usain Bolt, you know, the fastest man in the world at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, he ate, it's pretty crazy, but they claim that he ate uh, 100 um, McDonald's chicken nuggets before each race. And this is real. This is really real. And I was looking at articles upon articles about this, and, you know, um, I th- I'm pretty sure he beat the world record in 2008 at that Olympics. So he was able to put something bad into his body and yet still come out with such an incredible result. And, you know, with us Christians, distance runners looking weak on the outside, not re- you know, we're weak to the world. We don't seem powerful to the world. We look skinny. But inside, we're able to endure so many trials. And with the short distance runner or the unbeliever to the world, they're strong, they're powerful, and they look good to the world. See, but every time they come towards trials, they're tired. They don't know where to go except to the world. And so, you know, the world standard of, standard of being strong, just trash it. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not. Because, you know, looking good to the world, eventually, it's not going to look good on the inside. But, you know, if you don't look good as a Christian, even Jesus says, you will go through trials and tribulations, and people will hate you because of me. And... You know, look at David, King David. He, def- he beat Goliath, not by his physical size, but he beat him off the size of his heart. His inside was bigger than the giant on the outside. So the things of this world, we should not be frightened. We should not be afraid. We should not be fearful, but we should be joyful and rejoicing in the trials that we face. And that was just, and with David, it was God in his heart. And God is bigger than any problem any circumstance that we go through. So why should we ever fear anything that we go through? Because God has us. So how do we apply the things, these points that, um, that I'm mentioning, being a Christian long-distance runner, that we're consuming God? Well, usually the first step to getting fit is weight loss. Not a lot of people like weight loss. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. My brother right there, he's been losing weight, and he tells me all the time, I'm hungry. (laughs) And, you know, the first step uh, is weight loss. And in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance uh, the, rate, the race God has set before us. So it says, strip off every weight. 
when people get in shape, they uh, seek to lose weight because that's that unnecessary weight weighing them down. They could be going faster. They could be uh, lasting longer if they just had that weight off. And that's what God provides for us with his grace. His grace, he gets rid of that weight. He gets rid of it. And after, you know, we seek grace and we repent and we feel that light burden that, that is replaced, we see the area of needed improvement. So in 2 Corinthians 3.15, it says, examine yourselves to see if the faith, uh, to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. So, big thing here. Examine yourself. Where do you need the most improvement? Is it your patience? Are, are you struggling to rejoice in the trials? To take joy? Are you struggling with temptation? There's so many things that we could improve on to be more like God, getting closer to God. And just for an example, you know, if you're consuming the wrong things, you know, one thing that you could do and get better with is just get rid of all the bad food that you have in your kitchen. If you're eating bad, <laughs> same thing spiritually. If you have the wrong things you're looking at, wrong things that you're thinking, get rid of those thi- things that trigger those things. And, you know, each of us is different. A lot of athletes... They always say this, your body is different. Listen to your body. And I think the same thing spiritually. Some of us in here, we pray for hours on end. (laughs) Some people, they read scripture and they just don't stop. Some people, you're the worship leader in your car. (laughs) You know. So just listen to where you find, listen and seek where you find God the most. Is it in your car doing worship? Is it in your alone time with God reading the scripture? You know, you don't have to read the whole Bible in one night. That's not, that's not healthy. Too much of one good thing is bad. You know, uh, I was talking to my grandma once, but she's right there in the crowd. <laughs> she told me that, you know, reading so much, it's like a hose. You spray it on someone, not all the water is going to get on them. So, you know, have a have a balanced time with each thing, prayer, worship, and scripture, just as we should have a balanced diet if you're an athlete. And, you know, in this life, we're running the race, we're coming closer to God. Whenever I was thinking about this word, um, it made me think about, you know, as we're pursuing God, as we're running, as we're just running through this, we're actually running closer to God. The more we endure, the more we're obedient, the closer we get to God. Just like earlier, I've, I already forgot what scripture, but it said, when your endurance is fully complete, you know, is fully developed, you're complete. That's up in heaven. So, So, you know, maybe you've been tired in trials. Maybe you've been consuming the wrong things. Maybe you're not running right. Maybe you're just sprinting to the world's desires, wanting to look good, but you feel like crap inside. 
So I just want to conclude and just recapping just with, this, with the points that I was saying is number one, we should consume God and we should get rid of bad spiritual food. We are distance runners. We are meant to endure. We are meant to glorify God in our actions. And what our, um, what our actions say is what we're consuming and vice versa. And, and just another point is let your inside be strong. You know, don't let anyone dictate, you know, if you're weak or strong. Because, you know, those skinny distance runners, they're probably able to get so hurt so easy. You know, they don't have much muscle on them. They're probably able to break a bone much easier than someone who has 200 pounds of muscle on them. <laughs> you know, but me, I believe that we're made to be weak. We're made to be weak so we can depend on God. So be weak. As I was thinking about this, just the thought popped up. Was Sometimes it's the strongest thing to be weak. Just choosing that. Just being honest with yourself. And for the last thing, just seek grace and take action. Because faith without action is worthless. It's worthless. So that's all I got to share for you all today. Thank you for this chance to speak in front of you all. And then I'm going to close in some prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for everyone who's attending here. And, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I pray that you bless the pastor, bless Adam, bless everyone here. And, God, whoever this word was for, I just ask that you would just Bring it deep into their heart, Lord, Father. God, that, God if, our, if our spiritual diets and how we're training our faith isn't what you're looking for, God, change us. God, test us. God, use us for your glory. Use us for your honor, Father. So I thank you, praise you, in Jesus' name. Amen.